welcome or welcome back to Through Gen Z's Eyes. Today's episode, I have Karen Latin, a housing advocate and co-founder of San Jose's Residence for Housing Solutions. Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you doing today? I'm good. So how did you get involved in the homelessness issue? So a number of years ago, the tiny homes issue became in the forefront um, in San Jose. Uh, they were trying to make these tiny home villages throughout the city and in each district. And so when it came time to choosing the sites, uh, I went to a community meeting and I was absolutely shocked at the anger and unreasonableness and, and frankly downright disrespect shown by people who um, came out to pro protest having a site like this in their neighborhood, let alone their district. Um, I just felt like there needed to be a voice from the other side. So um, I kind of started getting a little bit involved and then uh, uh, somebody from next door put out a post asking to start a group that would be discussing real solutions to this problem. And I contacted the person, her name was Jackie Hefner, and we become uh, fast friends and we ended up forming a, an organization called San Jose Residents for Housing Solutions out of that initial meeting. And from that, we've been advocating for housing and solutions to homelessness, uh, mostly in our district. So that's kind of how I got started. Wow, that's impressive. Um, so is homelessness a big issue in your community? Like, is that one of the reasons that you wanted to get involved? You know, it's, it, I guess it depends on how you define community. In our immediate community, um, I didn't feel like it was as much of an issue it has been growing steadily over the last five to six years. I think it really started um, migrating further south. I live in very uh, far south San Jose, and I think it started migrating further south. Um, one thing that happened was in 2014, they closed the jungle, which was a very large encampment in uh, downtown area. And so the, all those people started migrating out to the outskirts of the city. And then in 2016, they, uh, the 49er, the Super Bowl came to Santa Clara uh, and San Jose was a big part of that as well. And I think, again, they started pushing the homeless out of the, the core of downtown and they started migrating, you know, to, again to the outskirts. So we have seen a steady increase. However, relative to other parts of San Jose, I still feel like we don't have um, as much homeless as some areas in San Jose, but um, I know some people would be disagree with me on that in our community. But, you know, I just, I just feel like there's not as, as many as other areas, but I still think we need to find solutions and, and focus more on it. Yeah, and that just shows how how much it's increased and that must be upsetting to see since you're working so hard for it um but do you think that one of the reasons that it has increased is because of covid has covid impacted it on homelessness covid has definitely had an impact on homelessness and one of the primary uh, things that's happened is the the major solution we have for homelessness is what's called congregate shelters. Those are your traditional shelters where you have a large room with many, many beds and they're very close together and it serves a lot of people. But with the restrictions uh, on social distancing, most of those congregate shelters had to reduce capacity substantially. I don't even know the percentage, but you know, let's say they're only serving 25% of capacity, then that means that 
there's 75% of the people they used to serve that aren't able to go into the shelter. So those people have to go somewhere. They did uh, start a hotel program where they would give them vouchers for hotels, but I don't think that really served the remaining people. So that means there were some people that used to use the shelters that are now on the streets and, and there really is no solution. Um, the other thing that has happened is the city decided that uh, sweeps uh, were not good for, um, you know, helping to uh, minimize COVID, that sweeps actually made it worse. And so they stopped the traditional sweeping of camps to get rid of them. Um, and the problem with that is that from the perspective of non-homeless uh, non people, it angers them because they're seeing more encampments pop up all over the place because the homeless people, they, you know, they know that now they're not doing sweeps so they can pretty much set up camp you know, anywhere they want. And so that has caused this conflict uh, where some people don't think the city is doing anything. Well, they're actually, what they're doing is they're trying to prevent massive um, spread of COVID among the homeless population. And that just shows that COVID has uh, impacted many different things, um, including homelessness. Uh, so this question is gonna be a little hard. Um, why should we care for people who uh, committed crimes and then went to jail and then came back and ended up homeless. Why, why should we uh, care for them and do anything for them? Well, it is true that a lot of people uh, become homeless as a result of crime, whether it's, uh, uh, it could be a petty crime, it could be a severe crime. However, I think it is in our own self-interest to, to help them because if we don't, then that, this is the situation we're stuck with. And it's, um, I've always found it interesting that in the US we have this saying that you do the time, you do the crime, you do the time. And that's fine, but it really ends up being a life sentence for many people. Um, if, you, if you do commit a crime, then when you get out, you have, you know, especially if you have a felony, but sometimes job applications ask whether you have any kind of a record. So you're, you're either, um, you either have to lie and say you didn't and hope they don't find out, hope they don't do a background check, or you put it on the application and then your application immediately goes into the trash. So it's kind of, um, it's kind of a difficult situation that we, we really need to focus more on rehabilitation in our jail and prison uh, systems. And in order to do that, we have to give these people hope that they have a way to earn a living once they get out of jail or prison. Uh, you know, so then the other, um, the other issue is that, um, I lost my train of thought. The other issue is that they um, end up with despair and then that often leads to drug and alcohol addiction which further exasperate, exacerbates the problem. So, you know, that's uh, another aspect. We don't have enough um, help for people that have drug and alcohol addiction problems or mental health um, services. So some of those things, they just all get exacerbated. It starts with a crime, but then it ends up uh, putting them in this spiraling downward process that uh, they can't get out of. So I think the, it's in our self-interest to help people even though they've done a crime because it hurts the society in general if we don't help those people. Um, yeah, and that, that just, I hopefully that makes everyone want to do something nice for someone who's homeless or just someone in general. Um, what are your thoughts on 
people, um, homeless people with mental health and uh, homeless veterans who usually have PTSD, uh, do you think that they should be living on the streets or should they get help? I think it's a, a real shame that we don't have more services for um, veterans and mental health services. I, I think that that's the fundamental cause of a lot of homelessness, and we just don't have the services to help those people. Um, I think it's something that needs to be focused on much more. I, I, I see a lot of the homeless um, organizations that are kind of in the, the kind of industry of helping homeless. They're looking at housing, you know, okay, just getting these people housing, but there just aren't enough mental health services and beds uh, for long-term mental health care for these people. And so it, it is a real problem. And when it comes to veterans, you know, those people have served this country and often they're just kind of tossed aside and it's an afterthought. And um, it's just, I think it's a travesty that they don't have more support. So de I definitely support um, any kind of additional services for both veterans and mental health. Uh, the, I think that's a key to solving the homeless issue. Uh, so this is the last question that we have time for. Um, Many people uh, think that if you're homeless, you uh, are mentally ill or you have a drug addiction or alcohol addiction. Uh, do you think that's true from what you've seen at your job? So I, from what I understand of the statistics, uh, there, there are a, a good portion of people that are homeless that have uh, drug addiction, alcohol, or mental illness. There's, there's no doubt that, that there is a good portion of the population. However, with the change in economics um, in, in our country, I think, there, I think the majority of people that are homeless are actually not necessarily experiencing any of those. Um, it's just become so much harder to make ends meet. There's a huge disparity in income, and I, I think that's a fundamental cause in a lot of people becoming homeless. I remember when I was uh, you know, a young adult and I moved to San Jose, I was able to rent an apartment on a clerk, I was a typist clerk um, salary. Uh, you can't even imagine um, doing that these days. I had one roommate, so I'm hearing stories about people that are in professional jobs having three, four roommates just to make ends meet uh, because the rents are so high. And even you know, even regardless of California, I think this the issue is the same other places. I, I have a friend in Kansas, and she also talks about her kids really struggling to make ends meet because the the job, the the pay that of the jobs they're able to get is just not enough to to pay rent and and all the other things that they need to get. Um, so, I do think that. Things have changed in our society. I think that the economic disparity has caused a real problem in terms of people being able to make it on their own. And it, it creates a situation where many, many people are just a paycheck away from being homeless. They, they aren't able to save money uh, because their monthly bills just take up their whole salary. Um, so there's no cushion there. So I, I don't agree that you know, it is an issue, mental health, um, mental health and drug addiction, alcohol addiction. It is a, a cause 
for a certain population, but I think there are a lot of people that are just simply struggling to get through life and, and pay bills that are causing a lot of people to go into homelessness. Uh, yeah, and so that just gives everyone um, a different view on if uh, now people can go around and uh, not think that you're mentally ill or a drug addict or alcohol addict or whatever um, if you're homeless because they have your point of view. So I would like to thank Karen Latin for joining me today. I would like to thank Samantha Patel for helping me start up this podcast. I would like to thank everyone who's inspired me, like my family and my teacher who gives me new ideas every day in class. I would like to give a huge thanks to my sister who edits all these episodes, um, this one and all the episodes to come. And I would like to thank you for helping me search through this topic from a Gen Z's eyes. Please make sure to tell your friends and family about this podcast. Have a great week and I'll see you next time.